0: Hey everyone, I'm Jordan from New St. Andrews College. I'd like to invite you to join us for one of our upcoming prospective student weekends. We have one on March 2nd and 3rd, and another from April 13th to 16th. To learn more and to register your visit, check us out online at nsa.edu. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show.
1: the world, up, don't you to drag
0: you back into prison, that's right. Welcome back to what have you I'm Rachel Jankovic I'm Becca Merkel and we've been reunited in the car in front of my house. <laughs> no doubt yes, Shad. Again. no doubt Shad will pop out in a minute Probably. to interrupt us but most likely he will. Yes but anyways we're back. Yes. Becca, what have you been doing? Traveling.
1: I'm literally back. Yeah, we got back late last night and had a lovely trip, sort of a whirlwind trip to Texas. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll tell you though, the bad news, the bad news is that I have come back remembering that I need to make some stained glass. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is like the throwback to like what 20 years ago uh, 20 years ago more. it
1: was in high school 25 like were you in high school 25 years know. ago when that can't be I? 20 yeah. years ago you've had your 20 year How range, old are you, you right have you i don't think so no i guess it would be
0: this, this year, year. <laughs> you're hitting
1: 20 which would mean we're so old but i think i was in high school when i felt like oh that's something i should know about so did a little a running did a little stuff there but then when I was down um in Texas uh, the lady I was staying with very kindly took me downtown to see some shops and she had done some stained glass which reminded me oh yeah oh yeah that's a thing that I should do and then um and then we went into the glass shop and it was like darn it this is something I, I need to do. It's true that people do a lot of horrible things with this craft. It's like weaving. You like...
0: can't find me objecting to crafts just because yeah, people I do mean, horrible things. People,
1: no, people... they That's my
0: great... Haven't I said this on the podcast? It's my great argument for learning more than one skill. Because, well, back when there was no internet and that was not mm-hmm. an option, I hated Joann's because yeah. I identified it totally with bad plastic canvas efforts like I would be like what is going on if you were going to be crafty you have to be like plastic canvas Kleenex box covers Yeah. and I was like and who wants that and then I thought I think that those pattern books they had at joannes they've even gotten better now but they were not attractive no at that time Mm mm-mm and I would look at them and I thought that... They still do seemed, take it right out of it you, It seemed I like a bad cyclone of no. getting stuck in a genre to They're me. They're very demoralizing. Yeah. And if, for me, it was a major moment when I suddenly caught a vision for what if you knew how to do lots of things so that you could make what you wanted rather right. than being like, I want to make something... What can I do in this narrow category yeah. of things? And mm-hmm. I was like, that's how we end up with the problems. Yeah,
1: it's true. Like, and, it was
0: like and that. The, and it, that was an era where the crafts were running amok anyways. Yeah, they were. That was, was like, there was a lot of mop head dolls and door stops with raffia. Little wooden cutouts of things. I think we had a big surge of, was Grandma Grainside the one who was making those um, dolls that st- held doors open? <laughs> those There was a lot. Know, of, do you know, know what I'm talking about? The like they had maybe. like beans in the bottom and oh. they were like a tall doll that I like I don't
1: think grandma made those. I but I saw them have. around.
0: I they might know. have had like raffia hair. There was a lot going on there yeah. at that time. Yeah. It was in the country, <laughs> the country kitchen. <laughs> and my husband recently just popped off with something I didn't know about his past. <laughs> I think it was a very, very short interlude in his past when he was like 10 or something. But he was like, you know, like back when we were all trying to paint wooden geese to go on the wall. Was Luke a tall painter? (laughs) I think maybe only for an <laughs> afternoon or something. But he was like, what was with that whole era where everyone felt like we you had know, to paint wooden geese? There was a lot of goose theme. Yeah, we the, bought mom that cookie jar 80s, that yeah. had a blue mob cap. There no, are, it was a blue goose. Yeah, with, with a bonnet a, With on. a mob cap and bonnet a and a big bow on its neck. I sometimes see that same cookie jar at Goodwill.
1: Really? I'm i never surprised bought you it. haven't gotten it. Yeah. No, I've stayed off the. I know. And Why so? a blue goose? We bought that for her. There thing was a like... lot of geese, though. But it we were was... like, she'll love this. It was a country time, <laughs> but
0: <laughs> we want to remember when it was the same era of our childhood where we bought her a new crockpot.
1: Remember <laughs> yeah, that? I do. Because her old crockpot was failing. In no, some it way. wasn't. It was. We just noticed that it we was. Thought not it was stylish. not modern and stylish. <laughs> it was either dark brown or olive green, and it was we olive green. I remember. And it. We were sort of like. Maybe well, like, we need to update dated. We got to get a country kitchen So we went crock down <laughs> to the giant tea with our money we'd scrounged up. And I remember
0: buying the weirdest a things at the giant tea. And we bought,
1: <laughs> yeah, we bought her a crock
0: pot that was like beige cream with, with little toll painted hearts on
1: it. <laughs> which felt much more fashionable. Like look we got you a sheep crock, sheep pot. crock pot. And probably <laughs> if I know anything of the case I bet you that old crock pot was a mile. Better. I
0: know, and the because... poor mom then had a cheap, not like a crock pot we could afford. From the giant T, had to be nothing. And,
1: you know those old appliances, man. They just stick to a it forever. They just live on, and I, it was probably a really valuable olive green one that we <laughs> traded her up. But <laughs> for the style stylish country kitchen look. It's the thing it that back mothers when, put like, up. With. People were hanging a lot of jello molds on the wall and oh, yeah. well, hanging that, baskets from the that, ceiling and wasn't
0: that early Martha Stewart? The, yeah yeah the, she was she yeah. was
1: in it to win it in the early well, she's country kitchen days yeah yeah anyways Baskets we everywhere. were
0: influenced at a young age why that are we way? To,
1: i'm telling you i need to make stained glass because the oh, thing right. is, is i just it it's like cutting glass is not hard and the process doesn't look hard it just looks like something i'm going to need to go ahead and do so i can have done it and then the other problem that where happened, would you put your stained <clears> glass window well, that's neither here nor there i don't have a need for stained glass
0: oh well run here's... that back up on that again think of <laughs> like you have no need for anything no, but that is stained glass you
1: don't actually need dish towels but you're making them they anyway you need them but they're easy to come by no in other ways. they aren't yes they are no. you get on etsy and order a 35 dollar dish towel and you can have this one. This thirty-five dollars. I like to spend a lot more. You than like that to on spend my... a lot more time. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm, and I'm just saying, you should understand that the need. But to, the I don't need them. I'm just the saying, process. wouldn't you do something like? Wouldn't you? I mean, gonna... here's the here's why it appeals. Part one, because I want to have tried it. Well, I have tried it before, but what I was trying was leaded the like where you buy the strips of lead and you insert the glass into it. This is like the copper foil method, which I would like to try. So I just want to have done it. That's the first part. But the second thing is when people mostly make horrible atrocities Mm -hmm. when they make it, it just makes you feel like surely this could be done better. Like this could be, I mean, not all of them. Some of them are really beautiful. Obviously stained glass, there's a lot of beautiful stuff. But you know what I mean about like the kind of kitschy stuff that people whip up?
0: Anyway, I am. I've been having the same struggle, the same parallel struggle with wool applique applique, because they're very pretty. Some of the time, like sometimes it's like, oh, that's really lovely, but they're all like kits. Like if you go to look for it, it's kits, and then there will be like two or three blocks in a project, like say it's like a wall hanging. I've never Mm -hmm. made a wall hanging, and I feel a little sensitive even about the subject of wall hangings, Mm -hmm. but they are lovely sometimes so sometimes. i'm like contemplating this issue and that but like if you like two or three of the blocks out of 12 or 16 yeah, it's like no. not start, worth your just, time just my do your own. Yeah. yeah so then you start thinking of doing your own and then pretty soon you're like why do i care about this why am i trying yeah. to mm-hmm. custom craft a wool well, applique but see
1: i do have one stained glass window in my house and it is over our front window And it's original to the house, so it's Victorian. And I've never been very fond of it. It's like it's all—it's too busy and it's got too many colors. Does it have grapes in it? It has grapes and I don't like the... It's actually when it's night and you are looking at it from the outside and the lights are on inside. It's a pretty window. It actually is. But it's just... I don't know. It doesn't really do it for me. And if I had designed it, I wouldn't have made it nearly so boisterous as that it's just too many colors and <laughs> mm. anyway so part of me is like hmm mm-hmm. I don't know and I also I do have one well I've got a couple leaded glass windows that one somebody shot a BB through it in times past nobody in our house it was we got it the house it came that it way came with multiple BB shots so in order to repair the window like I could take the window out and repair it but each piece is beveled and so you have to like trace it on a piece and you have to send it away and somebody will bevel it. So if you want to know, yes, I have Googled beveling your own glass. Mm-hmm. Turns out it looks like the sort of thing I oughtn't to try. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out. So that's where I've stalled out. Like, Can't one a
0: local place do
1: that? No, they don't do beveling. They I've don't? checked. No, you have to mail it off to someone in another state. And even Weird. this shop that I went to in Texas, they mail them off to Houston to somebody who huh, does beveling. So, anyways. Glad that we could, everyone, if you want to bevel a glass, you have to send it away. Yeah. Now you know. So. Unless you live in Houston. <laughs> then you could have it done locally.
0: (laughs) So, you know, changing the subject. I don't know why. Changing the subject from this. Clearly,
1: miscellaneous stained glass is worth our time. It's
0: compelling. It's compelling. (laughs) It might be worth our time, but not the (laughs) listeners. (laughs) So, we, this is something that I was thinking about. That is a random, random thoughts about life. You know when you feel like God moved you on to the next grade? Yes. When you just like you're like wait our baseline just got elevated yeah. and now the treadmill got turned up. It got turned up and now and you are run speedy faster. Speedy gas gas and there's no brakes. <laughs> and you're wondering if you're going to die or get in shape. Yeah,
1: and if you one ran, of those things is going to happen, if you're running as
0: fast as you were last week, you'll fall off the back. Right, like like God is obviously telling you to step it up. Yeah, yeah. 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 So when in such a time of crisis.
1: You flop and fall off the back.
0: Yeah. When it's one of those moments of like, (laughs) are you kidding me? (laughs) I would like to quit now. No, thank you. Let's not do all this. Let's not be overwhelmed anymore. Let's not have these problems. Well, uh, I was just thinking about how much, how tempting it can be to start curating your problem more than actually accepting and moving straight through it with solutions. And what I mean is, you're like, here's all of my problems. Here they all are. This is the way it would happen in my house.
1: And you kind of put them under a cheese dome so that you can... You're like, look at that disaster. (laughs) And you're like, nothing. So this last week, Luke had a couple
0: trips. Or Luke had a... I don't even know when he had the trips. He had a couple trips in a row. And one of his trips corresponded with the time our dryer wasn't working. Mm-hmm. so it was just the kind of time that I have so much more respect for how much laundry I'm doing every day just because I had to lug it all down oh, to the laundry mat on the and it was wet which makes it like yeah, 30 heavy. times the weight so hauling mm-hmm. the buckets in and loading it up and folding them it was like two hours of strenuous exercise yes. to just do what I yeah. do normal load Anyways, so it was just sort of one of those times. We also have two girls playing basketball, junior high basketball. So mm-hmm. there's just a do. lot of there's just a lot of stuff on the sketch. Yeah. A lot of like, oh, be Indeed. here, do this, edit this composition. Yeah. Like, and then there is the nonstop, the fact that I have children who are hungry all the time. (laughs) It's the funniest thing when people are just like, what's for dinner? What's for snacks? What's for lunch tomorrow? What's for... And they're being perfectly fine that they're asking you these things. And yet you're like... Nobody asked me anything about anything that I might be responsible for and haven't figured out yet. Like, I don't want any pressure. So what I'm saying is you end up having this snarl of problems. In our case... We have a couple like totally, it's like extracurricular activities that we know God signed us up for. Like it's very clear the Holy Spirit put this on our plate and this is what we're doing. And in that category, I would put any kind of like evangelistic opportunity or something where you're like, come. it doesn't matter what your schedule is. If your neighbor needs to hear the gospel, you make time. (laughs) Like You do these things. So we have a couple things like that that got just suddenly folded into the schedule. So all Uh, this is to say... It's great, it's wonderful, but it is also like, I think yeah. we're gonna have a hot second to breathe at any point. No, you no, know, where's the sound? It's happening? gonna be spicy through and through. Right, but I'm realizing sometimes it's like, oh, it's a different, it's a, like if I'm confident that all the things that I'm doing that are on my to do list are things that honor God and that I should be doing. Like, sure. there's not an obvious, like, probably you're wasting a lot of your time with that. Sure. Assuming that, then you know you're supposed to be doing an amount of work that is beyond your capacity (laughs) to do. Which is funny. But then you can have that moment where you feel like, we need to talk about this. We need to reflect on how much more this is than I can do. But at that moment of the conversation, you don't want anyone to touch it. Like, when they're like, how about we just, you'd like, and you're like, no. No. Don't I want that mess? I'm talking about in the flesh. I'm not that we ought to do that. But
1: when you present suggestions, because it's like, no, you don't understand. You don't I understand. I, I don't impossible. want solutions to this. It's I don't like if you present a solution that's actually very offensive, because it makes it seem like it's possible, when and when it's you not- say. Spaghetti, you're insulting
0: the depth of my trouble. You don't understand how big the menu problem is. Spaghetti is no answer. You have that temptation to not want any solutions. And I realized uh, this is something I'm just processing in my own life right now. Is that I was like, I think the most important way for me to be better at managing more is to focus on being really good at quick decision making that gets some things off of my plate. Because I realize I can be tempted to say, no, let's not talk about, like, let's not talk about, like, I, I want to put in the list of things I have to do the whole food snarl. Okay. But then if someone's like, well, let's stop someone being Luke, really. Who else would do this? (laughs) He's like, let's stop at the grocery store and grab what you need. And you're like, no, because I have to make a whole plan. And in my mind's eye, I have inflated this problem to the point that obviously... Because we need three homemade breakfasts this week. Plus snacks. Plus... Like, you just want to... You're like, no, I want a whole entire solution. Not a
1: stopgap measure. No, there's that. But there's also sometimes... If it suddenly looks like it's feasible, then you would have to do it. Or if it's an impossible mountain, then no one can blame you for curling up and crying. You're like,
0: see? So
1: it if- can't be done,
0: no matter what you said about spaghetti. <laughs> I noticed this because last night, Sunday nights can be really wild because we take Sunday, we rest on the Sabbath, and then at 6, is like, okay, let's get ready for the week. But it is not uncommon like at 7 30 Sunday night, for me to really genuinely not want to go to the store, or not want oh, to yeah. leave the you're tired, you're done with it. You're right this time of year when it already feels like it could be 11 30 or 12 yeah. at night, it's dark. You're like, yeah. No, we don't need to do this. So, last night, my very kind husband is like, No, let's run out, we'll get a coffee, and then we'll stop. Yeah. at the store we stopped. I didn't have a menu plan. And it was shockingly easy to make a menu plan while bombing through the store and grabbing things that we (laughs) needed to get through. Like, I really was like 20 minutes of
1: not a whole lot of effort. And we solved that problem for a little while. I have a a kind of almost standard, ah, it's Sunday night and I need things for breakfast and lunches and I haven't made the dinner plan yet. But here's just the emergency Sunday night run. I have that one. Yeah. That's just common. We do that too.
0: And it's, I think it's fine. It's just that if the thing that I was noticing is that if I don't want to just, when, when you know, God is giving you more to do and you're like, this means I need to improve in certain areas of how I'm handling things. It doesn't mean like, it's not true that God is giving us an impossible amount to get done. But right. he's giving us things that it's like, okay, so where are the margins of time I'm wasting? And one of the big wasteful times would be the time you spend curating the problem and so admiring it from yeah. all angles. <laughs> yes. Like, let's take yes. a different approach yeah. Yeah. to how much work this is. And let me reflect on that with myself. Like, you know, just thinking like this is so hard or this is whatever. I don't know. I just think it's interesting. I've been so through what many. Are you I just thought it was something that was helpful to me to think in terms of someone who is dealing with more to do than seems possible has to be someone who can quickly make a decision and move on from something and not, and not.
1: um, And other times just learning to, one of the things is learning to like what you're focusing on, make, just come on, just get up and do some stuff, you know, like just tear the bandaid off and go get some stuff Mm -hmm. done. But the other thing is, um, you have to suddenly, like when you have too much to get done, you have to be okay with some of it not getting done. Yeah. And that means um, not having a big mope festival because the things you had envisioned you doing in January didn't actually didn't happen. materialize well, in January. I was
0: just telling my husband. I'm like, you know, the thing is, is I, I'm, I feel like if you if you live the kind of life that is really productive and that you got a ton done... There's no way that you didn't spend an awful lot of it feeling like you had too much to do. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're if you're really doing yep. as much as you could be doing, then you should always be up against your own limits in the sense that yep. you should always be noticing. What I find difficult, and I think is really spiritually healthy though, is. The balance between that we've talked about this in other areas, caring enough to be motivated to do it, and not so much that you're losing your spiritual status yeah. as a
1: Christian yeah. when you don't but when you don't get what you, you were hoping to get done so I feel like we talk about frequently you and I talk about this in terms of like if you want to be somebody who's getting a lot done, you're being productive, you're making the most of the opportunities you're you know, yeah, all of that. we talk about that a lot, but then one of the things that I see commonly discussed among women is this idea that you should never take on too much Mar. you need to pare back you need to be you need to become good at saying no you need to take life slow you want to be not you know and that's a very popular thing right now and I, I don't remember if we've talked about it much on the podcast I think we but have I remember we talked about it once um, somebody asked us about this like you know like when do you say no to things because like no I just can't take on more Uh, you know like where is that actual line and and the truth is like both you and I know that there's that line like we're always talking about trying to get more done but there is a point at which it's like no for heaven's sakes no don't do that thing and Ben says no all the time. If I'm like, you know what I ought to do? I ought to start a weekly. There's a, ben will be like, no. <laughs> there's a, there is a a
0: There is a whole genre of things that I... Not only do I not do, but at this point in my life, I refuse to even consider doing it. Or feeling right. bad that I'm not doing it. But those are things that I think just don't align at all with my gifts. And they are not worth the pressure of trying to get that done in like it's just not worth it it's not the right thing for me to do but we do constantly reevaluate what our priorities are what am i doing yeah like so anything that's outside of the like homemaking housekeeping fields we constantly reevaluate and i do a lot of stuff that is leisure activity like i working on my needlepoint project that luke got me for christmas I probably do something on that every day. Okay. So when I'm talking about, I'm like at the end of my rope. I There's a lot of things in there that are sort of bonus rounds. Mm-hmm. It's not like, it's not like I have to be making homemade no, bread and that's a family where, commitment issue. That, no,
1: but here's where I think people tend to feel the pressure. Is it seems like a lot of times it's church commitments when they, they want you running the nursery. They want you bringing stuff mm-hmm. to the evening get togethers they want you know like all of those things and then women feel guilted into it and they feel like they're already maxed out and they're Mm -hmm. already doing all this stuff and then I have to so when they're talking about saying no it's like saying no to coordinating the soccer party or you know like it's it's stuff like that and so what thoughts give me your thoughts on this well
0: one genre thing that I don't do I haven't done that I think it's noble work that other people are doing but mm-hmm. that I know it's not me it's not for me right now like with our kids at school there's a there's like a thing you can sign up to bring coffees to teachers on Fridays yeah I know that I would not that it would end in screaming panic to like load sure. everyone in the car and I forgot to get the coffee and what coffee was it that this teacher sure. likes and how am I going to, I, it is not my life right now that I'm out no. running errands unencumbered normally right. and I could easily grab a coffee and take it to someone that right. doesn't mean it won't be at some point. It's just that it's not worth it right now to put that on my schedule. Right. I would, and
1: so I would add that when there's things like that, you feel like, free to just not be guilty about it. And you think like, yeah, I, I, that's not going to work right now in my life. That's not going to be good. Then don't sit there feeling like the worst mom on the block. Like don't worry about it. If you, can't, no. if you can't do it, if it's not a true like spiritual obligation which actually taking care of your family and right. being in charity with them that is a spiritual obligation and so like don't feel like if you didn't sign up to be to bring treats to the book club for your 7th grader right. that you are failing as a Christian. I will say though that I'm not sure how much women actually
0: well maybe I'm getting far afield here I just want to say at least a large portion of what women talk about being mom guilt is not really mom guilt it is mom begging for affirmation from other people
1: you know that can we just pause a moment and say I don't know what you mean by mom guilt But that is such an unsavory thing for people to do. It's no when people talk
0: about. I'm saying I don't know how many women are actually feeling guilty that they didn't hand make valentines with their preschooler, but by bringing it up and telling everyone how guilty they feel about not doing it, they're begging everyone to affirm them and tell them that they're amazing and you're. you're And this is
1: so bad. I hate when people are like, "Oh, I just." I just look so fat so that everyone would say, no, you are beautiful. It is like... <laughs>
0: it's, it's like a call
1: and response. It because, is. Because I had
0: a friend once who would do this. She's more of an acquaintance, but she would flatter me beyond like where I would end up looking her with that emoticon flat face because I'm like, I know and you know that you're not telling the truth You're just right fishing now. for a compliment? Yes, yeah, she's just like, you are just such an incredible artist and you're just so and i'd be like eh. like and the only reason she would say that was to toss me a big lobbying softball that mm-hmm. i would hit back of like no no you, you are, are an amazing, amazing artist. artist no you're which much i better also than I, which i also knew to be not the case <laughs> So the whole thing was like a big monster pants begging for compliments. And I hated it. Yeah. Like, because I'm like, no, if somebody starts that up with you, you feel like you're, like they're obligating you to something. Yeah. Like now, are you saying I have to tell you this? Because I think you're
1: lying to me and I don't want to lie to you. And, and the thing is like, I don't, when you're, what do you mean by mom guilt? Like, People call mom guilt anything like I,
0: I'm not, my kids aren't eating healthy enough food. I just feel really bad about this. Like I think I just wonder guilt's a horrible motivator, and I'm sure there are a lot of women who are dealing with various kinds of guilt that they're not living no. up to Pinterest expectations of motherhood <coughs> or something. Sure, but I also think it's more of a uh, transfer of goods that's going on between but moms. There's anything also else?
1: the the sort of um, uh, humble brag. That happens where if you if you come forth saying, Oh, I just feel so horrible because my kids had to eat PBJs on store bought bread this week. Oh, then it's, it's a that's way not of...
0: logical it's that um what is it? It's a fallacy that says something like he came in sober today, but it's like an oh, inverse version I, of that. Sure. Like where you're saying you're implying something that is you know what I'm talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, but I just mean like there's a way of you you sort of exhibit your guilt in such a way as to make everybody go, oh my word, she's right. incredible. And in
0: which case, it's probably not real guilt. It's probably no. just another kind of transfer the humble brag. On. Yeah. It's
1: basically doing the like, oh, my waist is just so tiny that I have a hard time finding <laughs> pants that fit. I can't
0: find belts. <laughs> there are no
1: belts that will singe in this tight. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? When I have such, Do you have an 18-inch have doll? Belt, my cheekbones <laughs> cheek just make it really difficult <laughs> when I'm trying to style my hair you know it's
0: like <laughs> I actually remember yeah that is really funny but there's
1: so anyway it's not that I it's think just, these natural
0: beautiful curls that I have are oh so, I know but women are amazing at this. Okay hey, just to be clear I don't have any natural beautiful curls. My hair is a straight pancake. I'm
1: no but when people put on I'm saying their, I like, wasn't speaking in my own no, voice. No they put up there. My hair just came out of bed looking like Oh this, this shoot. Morning. Shoot. Too bad yeah. I look so
0: great today. I know. I so know. my feeling though is that any kind of there's all kinds of different ways to get involved in the economic transfers of encouragement that are <laughs> that like sometimes they're it's just self serving. Yeah they're just the whole goal is not to give to people, not to build people up just to get something that yeah. will make you feel better.
1: Yeah. And, and, uh, so I'm not talking about those things, but you're right. Those are all the like weird little sort of outposts around it. But I mean like women who genuinely feel like if I say no to this thing, then I'm a bad Then I'm less member. than, less I'm, than someone like, else. I'm not doing the thing I should be doing. And, and I feel like part of me, I suppose it depends on who's asking and what it's about. It does. But like, if someone's really one, genuinely
0: not getting stuff done, and then someone's like, how about you do more with your life? And then and, they...
1: And you're like, no, I'm I I'm having self-care no. right now. Yeah. The thing is, is like, I think we both... We both have a tendency to feel like we had better be getting some more stuff done. We've got to, you know, oh, hustle the, and bustle and get it done. The clock is ticking. We don't encourage one another to it back and take more deep breaths and... And calm ourselves down. We don't tend to do that. Um, But I do think that as a culture. We do not. We do not err on the side of working too hard. And getting too many things done. As As modern women.
0: Sometimes we. We fritz ourselves out on leisure.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We do. (laughs) We do. There is that. It's possible. But I just mean like. Let's just take a moment to think about women in other centuries. In other. You know. I don't think that our group of modern women are actually failing because they're working too hard and they need to take a time no, out. but I, I, but
0: obviously there's so much room for that all over the place because lots of women are working really, really yeah. hard. But so, it, it, so it, that's it, the
1: thing. Is it's like sometimes I feel like oh, I'm come not on, so ladies, much. I like to like assume get that on there's your pony a certain and ride, right? That there's like a certain speed you
0: should be going. And that, that Lord willing, will just keep learning to be more and more effective and strategic right. at that speed. Because I don't think you can like just become superhuman. No. You know, and anytime we've talked before about how you're like, well, anytime my big resolution involves me just, just being way more awesome <laughs> than I or am. Or just being
1: a totally different person. What if I'm person? just super
0: energetic this next year? Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. That'd
1: be good. But, but so like, I remember one lady asked us, but what about like, if you just had a baby? Would it be okay? And it's like, oh, good heavens. Yeah, we certainly... Yeah, if you're the kind of person... I joked
0: when she said something about that, that I think I had friends who were like, yeah, you basically are gone from the world when I have a new baby. I'm like, I'm busy. I am not... I do
1: think that this is that thing of like, you want to run fast, and you want to cover a lot of ground, and you want to get a lot of stuff done, but you also have to be able to measure it and say, yeah, this is not... Oh, you have your seat heater. Sorry. It's okay. You you want to be able to say like, this is not the phase. Like we went through a little stretch where it was like, this is not our hospitality phase right now. We just can't. And and there's no sense in me then having a big guilt attack, beating myself Mm -hmm. up. If you're being faithful with the stuff God has put in front of you, you're making the most of it. And then you can just trust that if you're faithful here, God will bring you out the other side. And then maybe later it will be your coffee delivery phase or your more hospitality phase.
0: And you have to be okay with that. And okay with understanding that people are very different. I know people who are like really, really not at all. Um, You know, just the way people are affected by different kinds of work. Some work mm-hmm. is easy for me and very hard for other people. Okay. And work that is easy for them is hard for me. Like we are different differently gifted. But like, see,
1: okay, this is where I feel like you always have to like when Christ's parable of the talents, he gives different amounts to each servant, and each servant is responsible for what he was right. given, not for what the other guy was given. And you are you're expected to return give Give the master a return on the thing he gave you, but so often women measure their their fruitfulness by other by people. looking at other women and I just like this is one of those things I notice in the garden where it's like different plants have totally different kinds of fruit, and you could have um you know and depending on where it's planted and what kind of a plant it is some. Some plants are going to come out with one big fruit and that's it. Like uh-huh. they've got it. There's one. And then other ones have tons of little berries all over the place. Uh-huh. And if you think, yeah, but look at all of her berries, but I'm an eggplant or something, you know, it's like you're. It's like, yeah, we're not the same. And you're nobody, not the yeah. same. And you can't measure yourself up against other women. I but think you it should. Said, women at, are really bad at comparisons. It's true bad at comparisons or bad with comparisons both (laughs) they're bad at all of
0: it because comparisons can be just really healthy like like if you're starting to run and you're like not really good at this but i would like to be better at this you might want to find out what's an average decent mile time yeah Do you know what I mean? Like, like if I am running a one mile in 30 minutes, Uh what is a reasonable goal for me? You know, like, and so in that way, it's totally legitimate for someone to be like, well, I'm a stay at home mom with four kids and she has four kids. What is she doing? You know, but it's not good when any of the
1: envy or striving gets entered into that. Like instead of just like. And then when you're comparing yourself on your worst days to her on her best days on social media. Or the
0: meanest. The meanest, most stupid thing of all that we do is comparing our own best days days to someone else's worst days. (laughs) No, that would be the meanest. No, I meant the thing you can do to yourself where you're like, that one day where I just got so much done. And instead of receiving it just as a gift, like God gave me that day where I had the opportunity and the ability and I had the energy And we got it done. And instead of receiving it as a gift, you wanna be like, new baseline. Anything less than this I'm going to complain about now. Right. You know, like, and I try. I have to be really aware of it. I, it is an exertion for me when my husband is out of town. It is a different level of intensity. Uh And that almost universally, the day after he gets back, I am like tired and weird and hard to get going. It's like I made it to a finish line and And then then it is really hard. You're like, no way. That was a finish line. How is it Thursday? Like what happened here? I'm confused. Yeah. And yeah. so I just... I think it's just important but I think, to keep your...
1: I think we easily compare ourselves to others, but I think we also compare ourselves to our own fictitious versions of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. we have this sort of ideal me in your in, in our heads, and then we hold ourselves up to that, and so right. it's really struggling with realism sometimes. Yeah, like, we're just not... We're not gifted at... Rea- yeah. But it's also... The other thing is, you know, I love that bit in in The Horse and His Boy where the lion he is running and then the lion comes and, then and he Aslan... finds out later it's like no you weren't actually running as fast as you could you thought you were but you weren't. that's why the lion had to come behind the you. lion had to come behind because you weren't able to get yourself there and i think that very often we think oh i'm just so maxed out i'm just so exhausted i'm just so overtaken with all my duties and then Oh, suddenly it turns out. Oh, I can run faster. There's that tank top somewhere that makes me snort. That's like,
0: <laughs> it's like a, looks like a gravestone. It's just a black, but the way that words are written, and okay. it says "In memory of when I used to care." <laughs> <laughs> I know that mood where you're yeah. like, somehow I burned myself all the way out, and I am unable to generate any enthusiasm for this task. Yeah, but I know at another time I did care about it. So. I was going to say, a lot of the um, things that I have to work to get into my schedule that I do because I care about them, I, like, right now, I have the needlepoint thing going, or knitting, or weaving, or things like that. Mm-hmm. Those don't fit naturally into a busy life. Like, I have to actually make an effort to to okay. to do those things. But one of the things that I noticed is, is actually, for me, that is, like, the... the uh, I don't even know what they give marathon runners on the side of the road when you're running by and you grab. They It is actually a really refreshing short mm-hmm. break mm-hmm. that is really helpful for me in
1: maintaining endurance. I am really bad at that because I I am not naturally a multitasker at all. Like I'm... in and then I'm 100% out and not interested in it right now and so like it's actually a huge effort for me to plod along at something Hmm. and so like I
0: I am I don't know if it's natural for me
1: maybe it is but I have
0: been working hard on doing that for a long time but
1: everybody generalizes and says oh but women are multitaskers and men are single-minded and I think like "Mm." Maybe but I'm a man I don't feel (laughs) I don't feel the natural ability to multitask. Like I can um I can immerse myself in a project. Yeah. And I can stay up late to finish the project and I can throw myself all the way in. But like setting aside ten minutes to just do it a little bit today Mm -hmm. and then a little bit tomorrow. I think weaving and knitting are nice because they are kind of naturally geared to be you can pick it up and you can set it down when
0: when lena was little i realized sewing was not for me because i would get all the fabric all out on the table and you like pin on all the pattern pieces and then you're like whoops it's dinner time Mm -hmm. gotta wad that back up and then it was so much effort to get it out and put it away that i wasn't doing it all the time but but that was when i really got more into knitting but i even still it's easy to fall out of doing something even though i've been doing it now for a long time it's easy to fall out of something and not come back to it for mm-hmm. too long mm-hmm. so i have a big basket that's like my project basket and i i will make sure like i have to touch it every day and i'm like i don't care if i only knit like mm-hmm. 10 stitches I pick it up every day at yeah. some point and then put it back down. And the thing is, is that that has the effect of keeping your mind... Like, you come back to it. You see it. You're like... Mm-hmm. it, But it also helps me. Like, some, my husband knows me well enough now that if I am antsy in an evening, he's like, so don't you have any knitting? Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. like he knows... And like, he, I actually
0: start to really feel like I am, like, being deprived of something if it's been a while and I have not done
1: anything. Yeah. And I think... I think um probably the projects that I currently have going. It's not like you can just go lay three or four tiles and then put it away. Yeah, but what's funny <laughs> is that I've so, I've
0: even gotten to a place in my in my crafting life where I actually have projects designated for specific kinds of moods. I have projects Rach,
1: that is organized of you.
0: Not it's not organized. It's it's happened in a pretty organic way, but I like to have a mindless knitting project, something that's Uh just like just work that's repetitive. And then I like to be doing something that takes more something that's new or takes more focus or mental energy to like that's the weaving Uh for me right now. Uh I have to pay a lot more attention. I don't mindlessly weave yet. Sure. Yeah. So I have things that's like when I have energy and time
1: Yeah.
0: I might work on this for a minute. When I'm just zonked
1: out I'll just knit around on this sock. Yeah. I yeah, I'm I'm in the like screaming shriek of deadlines kinds of like, like Mm -hmm. I, so for instance, I would not right now be able to get out something to sew because I'd be like, are you kidding me? I have to like, I need to clean out my attic. I've got so much stuff I need. Like it would feel frivolous to me to sit down to sew. However, when suddenly it's like, and my daughter wanted me to sew a dress and the dinner is this Friday. Then suddenly it has forced itself to the top of my list. And now I don't feel guilty about the attic because I have to, like, oh, right. it's the press of the deadline that justifies right. it for me. So I really need to, I feel like I just need to get over the hump a little bit on my I like it because, life.
0: I like it because I, I would keep my knitting, uh, dishcloth knitting stuff. I haven't done this in a while. I would knit dishcloths, but I would keep them in the, um glove from Yeah, that was smart of the car. Of you. But it feels like knit dishcloths are just falling from heaven because you yeah. don't actually, you're actually yeah. doing it in a time that you were doing nothing else. If only I knitted, then I would be able to do that. Like, there's always time. There's mm. always time you could learn. Mm.
1: I know someone who could teach you. Ha ha ha. It's true. No, like, I love the idea of just like, oh, I'm going to just set aside a few minutes a day and I'm just going to sit down and do a little, sew a little seam. But for me, it's like, no. Nope, once gonna... I'm in it, I'm in it. One of my
0: favorite things that people will say, people say epic things about handwork. If you do handwork, I'm sure you've had people say epic things to you. One of the funniest to me is how often people tell you that they don't have time for it. But oftentimes it is when they obviously have the same time that you have.
1: Because you're both sitting Because you're both
0: sitting in the waiting room at the doctor's office and they Uh say to you, I really don't have time to do that. And you're like, really? You just have this is your candy crush time? Do you know what I mean? Like, like this is... it's a, That is such a funny thing. Because I was like, well,
1: yeah. I
0: know what you mean, but I also... You know, like, yeah. I, I know what they mean that it seems like... Yeah. And it is always true that getting started in something is a much bigger time designation than once you already know what you're doing and you can easily pick it up and do yeah. It. Yeah. it. That is... And that That's is knitting true. for me now. It's not something I have to, like... Yeah it's true but where will i buy the yarn exactly. or how will i do this you exactly. overcome those things already all right so do you have any uh hot tips oh you start with your hot tip
1: oh, i don't see have if a it, hot tip yes did you do you said that you would <gasps> did i i asked you before we started this i said do you have a good tip and you were like "Ah, oh, yeah i'm sure i do
0: well that confidence in myself was like really mislaid
1: <laughs> i think you said something that was close to that I don't think I said that exact thing.
0: (laughs) Um, How about, well, let's have a topic. Oh, I said let's talk about books we're
1: reading. I'm not reading like anything worth tipping right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Okay, I have a tip not related to books, and you hate this tip. I might have actually already said this tip and had you hate it on the podcast. All right, go ahead, tell us. Okay. I'm ready now you're with gonna, all my hates. Yeah, you're going to get out the hate backpack and yep. unpack it at okay. me. When you're going to be baking something that requires shortening. Oh. See? Yeah. And you're like. I hate it. I hate <laughs> And you need to put a third of a cup of shortening in your whatever it is. And, and more than this, you're going to need that third of a cup again for the recipe in a minute. I hate swidging <laughs> out your shortening from the cup. It's like, it's, you never get it all out. It's a total messer. So, you just throw a piece of saran wrap, guys, in your measuring cup, pack in your shortening, and then you just pull out the saran wrap, dump it in. It's a perfect little cube. You throw it away. Life is beautiful. <laughs> and then you don't have to rinse out and wash out so do you a do that, greasy do, you do cup? that
0: same thing? Like, if you're like, I have <laughs> I'm going to need a dry ingredient later. Let's just saran wrap this for the water. (laughs) For the water.
1: (laughs) I thought you were going to say honey or something. And I'm like, no, because clearly that would be dumb. Because the the thing that's so luscious about the shortening, if you bake with shortening and you don't have moral scruples about shortening... (laughs) But the you should, is,
0: you should have just been talking about coconut oil so that, <laughs> so that nobody can object. When inject. I
1: say Crisco, I don't mean Crisco at all, guys. Stand Pretend that, that in for healthful fat. Because the thing about it is shortening does make a luscious chocolate chip cookie, depending on the kind you want. Anyway... Yeah. But the thing is, no, I really dislike it because it's greasy. You have to go wash the whole thing. Then you have to dry it. And as soon as you've washed it, then all of your sugar or flour is going to stick to it. It doesn't matter how much you dry it. It always sticks. I have a simpler solution (sighs) than the Saran Wrap. Just buy multiple... I have more than one set of measuring cups. Well, you also have kitchen cabinets. You, first world dweller. <laughs> but I
0: just never. I just can't get behind the idea of wrangling with a piece of saran. You wrap. don't wrangle. That's you the wrangle. thing. You wrangle. You don't. don't. You wrangle. You Cut a little piece. If you're piece. doing
1: anything with saran wrap, you are wrangling you know, with saran. You cut one square, guys. Tuck it in your third. Your third of a cup. It doesn't even. You just stick it in there, and then when you lump your Crisco in with your spoon, you just pack it all in there tight. It works just great easy shmeasy. I love it. It's like, you know, like when you're, well, okay. When you're going to throw a stick of butter in something, it's very nice to just unwrap it and drop it in. Like imagine if you were scooping it out of a tub, Rach, and trying to measure out a half a cup. Have you gone so far as to just buy the sticks of shortening? Well, I have, but I don't love it as much. (laughs) Because my for, hot for tip for one thing is you pay, you tell you pay you a do. lot more. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. you, do. you to and then you have a cut. thing, thing of back a, Do
0: Becca's Do Becca's saran wrap technique, but fill up your your cookie sheet with designated wedges of saran wrap, of, <laughs> of, um, Crisco, and then freeze it. So you can just have a bag. <laughs> now you're just being ugly. So you can have a Ziploc bag full well, of half cup measurements actually, of Crisco. you know what I
1: have sort of done, though, before? <laughs> now what? I have done that with bacon grease in an ice cube tray. Because it's not as weird. Because you yeah. just feel like if you have bacon grease and you need to save it, because <laughs> let's be honest, roasted potatoes, if with, with, you toss them with some bacon grease, it makes the most luscious potatoes ever. Anyway, if you just freeze it in little oh. cubes, then boom, I you've got my, it. I thought of my
0: tip. What's your tip? So this is how to make a large scale batch of a gratin potatoes like I just did for Sabbath. Okay. Realize that you're running way behind. Okay. Realize that you have not peeled potatoes in time. Because just decide skins are good? Because you've been procrastinating on Saturday. Sure. And okay. when it comes to your attention that you're not on time the next step is of course to think that this is the time to try peeling potatoes with a drill did
1: you try that i tried <laughs> <gasps> i have always wanted I was to like, try Luke, that
0: how do you feel about but running But do you to, actually have you one of those about, wire brushes? We didn't have a wire one. I looked it up and somebody just said to use the toilet brush. So <gasps> we sent Luke to the hardware store. He went screaming off to the hardware store. To buy a toilet brush? To, yeah, just like a stiff plastic bristle and then, brush. Yeah,
1: and then how do you, you attach You hack off it? the end
0: and, just, uh, and then just grip it in the drill. The trouble oh. is, it did clean those potatoes like nothing else. How do you get it in the else. drill? Does it
1: just have like a little? You know when your drill will thing? like
0: open up? Yeah, the, we cut it at a place where we could get it into the drill.
1: Okay. It. Okay. And it, it cleaned
0: those potatoes like nothing else known to me. <laughs> did it peel them? He peeled parts of some <laughs> of the potatoes. <laughs> I think probably a wire brush they should, would have done well, it. Well, I wonder if like a red potato would have been better than a russet. Did you use a, the hose? Week?
1: Were you running the hose in the bucket at the same time? Oh, no, we did it in the kitchen sink. But the it was a tall uh, bucket, so it was okay. But okay. I uh they were when like I saw oblongy it, big potatoes, so I
0: wondered if they didn't turn enough. But they did get so clean that peeling them afterwards was a real breeze, but it was not what I wanted to do with them. Like it did peel them in parts. I, I think if they were that. rounder, and I think if mm. I bought a wire brush, would for sure have done it. Yeah they yeah. were all whizzing around and they're like nobody's business but it just it was kind of like how long are we going to keep trying this when I'm already late on the potatoes yeah
1: okay well I think we should all get together and try it with a wire brush and see because well I have wondered this I think I have
0: a life where I'm gonna have to periodically peel far too many so potatoes when I see, yeah me too I yeah. like
1: seriously mm-hmm. I was I just the other day I was you making... guys were doing potatoes for 700 or whatever yeah it's I know too many. and no but I just last week I was doing 25 pounds of potatoes in one batch just like it's a lot it's a lot lot. it's a lot to peel a person grows weary but when i saw it somebody was just had the hose in the bucket outside and was just holding the brush down in those potatoes and it's a wire brush it was a wire brush and those peels were like flying everywhere because the hose just kept them like churning out and after, well, the
0: spinning drill got a uh, real, real Yeah, but this oh, got
1: the this got all the peels flying out the top of the bucket at the same time because you had the hose. And so yeah. it was just like. I'm going to need to try it yeah, again. Actually, I'm glad you brought this up because I've always meant I'll to try it. i keep refining the system. I've seen people do this with the toilet brush thing or not even a brush. Maybe it was just the wire attached. I don't know. But to clean tile with. Like tile in the well, shower. these were
0: russets, and I think that their skin is a little bit thicker than like new, po- you know, like red potatoes or yeah. like um, russet have gold. the thickest, yeah, but, yeah. And so Yukon
1: Golds, I bet, would just peel in a flash. I mean, they're... maybe I've got to try it all now. I think we need to. Yeah. All right. Well, Meanwhile, we'll keep you posted. Everyone, try on... the surround wrap. You'll thank me. You'll Rachel? thank me,
0: and you can join on Rachel? in Facebook and mock me for my disapproval you, of this tip.
1: You ought to try it. I've You'll, done it
0: back when you first recommended it to me. I feel like when we it's, were but children. I have,
1: I have stayed with this. This is a
0: long-standing disagreement and shortening ah, measurement yeah. technique. No,
1: because here's the thing. When you're scooping it back, you might get it in all level. But you know you didn't get it all out. So now your measurements are mess, messed up. I just feel confident in
0: that margin of error. I'm <laughs> just like can't possibly now matter. You, now
1: that you say this I too am confident in the margin of error. I still just don't <laughs> like leaving a lot of greasy residue on everything. That probably
0: has to do with how long you lived without a dishwasher.
1: Well, that's valid. <laughs> you may have brought to light the origin story. <laughs> yeah,
0: because then you have to get in there with a sponge but if you're just well, putting that's what it I'm in saying. the dishwasher. No,
1: you have to get in there with a the sponge and then you have to dry it off and then it sticks your flour to it. It's a really hard it. knock life with the guys. Guys, try it. Alright. It, it's good. We'll let you go. Goodbye. Bye. I'm a 2009 graduate of New St. Andrews College, and I'm a commercial property manager.
0: Three kids at Logos, one at home still, and I do flowers on the side out of our house. When you have these little people that you're responsible to shepherd, you realize, I need to know what I'm talking about because they need to have a firm foundation and they need deep roots so that they don't get blown over and that they're ready to stand up for the truth.
1: I am a programmer. The language aspect of NSA is a fantastic preparation for any sort of programming. I am a real estate broker here in town. I think absolutely the perfect um, education for being in sales of, of really any kind. I actually put it to a lot of great use when I was working in the political realm. I am a pastor in the Central Coast California. Whatever vocation you take, it'll make you take that seriously because you're seeing it through the lens of the sovereignty and lordship of Christ.
0: To learn more, visit us online at nsa.edu.